In episode 22 of this fourth series, I said that I would say something about the we in scare quotes. Who are we? Who are the we who require adults to be able to do certain things in order to be employable, in order to make things or do things that we need them to do? The answer is we is society as a whole. And it doesn't matter, let's not kid ourselves, it doesn't matter whether we are a so-called Western democracy or an Eastern totalitarian state or anything in between because the we still essentially works on the same principle. It thinks that the solution to problems of quality is more and more things. In other words, it tries to solve quality problems with quantity answers. The answer arises from challenging Rousseau's famous expression in the social contract, man is born free but is everywhere in chains. We are not born free. This is an illusion. We are born into a system that already operates according to certain really deeply entrenched principles and the prosumerist system that thinks that you solve qualitative problems through quantitative solutions is one of them. We are not born free because the ideas that will be the basis for our entire outlook on life, whichever socio-political system it may be that we are born into, will be provided for us by our parents, our education, our societies and the socio-political system of the world and its tensions. You can be forgiven if you're born into, let's say, Russia for thinking that the West is out to get you on the basis of an education system that teaches you that the West is corrupt and that only the Russian system is fair and free and true. The same would be true if you were born Chinese, but of course the same is also true if you're born British or American or French, where you identify some putative threat in some other system against which you have to be ready to fight in order to defend your freedom, except that you're not free in the first place. There are, of course, some differences that we should acknowledge. It's far easier for me to make these voice notes in a Western liberal democracy like the United Kingdom, which at least thinks that it's a liberal democracy, than it is to make the same voice notes or to say the same things in Russia or China or a totalitarian regime in another part of the world or a tyranny in Africa or South America or whatever it might be, where freedom of speech is not permitted or certainly not encouraged. So there are differences and we should be grateful for the fact that we can, by and large, short of sedition and treason, say more or less what we like in this part of the world. But in other parts of the world, even those that live under tyranny, people can think what they like. And of course, it's one of the brilliant ideas in Orwell's 1984 that the thought police are interested in what you think, not just in what you say and write and do. The point that I'm trying to make is that we are not born free and therefore that we have not just to be born 
in the sense of to emerge from our mother's womb, we also have to be reborn in order to break from the tyranny of the ideological system. And it is an ideological system, even if it calls itself capitalism. The tyranny of the ideological system that controls the way we think the world must work. And one of the most prevalent ways in which the world thinks that it must work is that it tries to solve qualitative problems using quantitative solutions. And it can't do that. It's failed to do that. It's tried for centuries to do that. And it's in the vested interests of a certain rich, landed, resource-owning, company-owning, share-owning minority that we would go on doing that because that's what their profits depend upon. So there isn't really much incentive for this class to encourage us to look for qualitative solutions, to look for solutions to the question, how do we appreciate what we've got more than we do, rather than rushing off to the markets and the supermarkets and the online stores to acquire more and more things that will use more and more resources in order supposedly to solve our qualitative problems with a quantitative solution. There's no incentive for that. There's no money in that. That, they would like us to think, will never work. But the future of the world cannot be solved unless we tackle this fundamental question of the relationship between our qualitative existential angst and the fact that for most people life is not experienced as fulfilling. They therefore look for solutions that come out of a bottle or out of a syringe or out of a pill or whatever it may be or out of a supermarket or out of a garage or out of an online store or a super yacht manufacturer. We look for all of these things as solutions to our problems and the world is very happy for us to do so because while we still do so, we are still adding our shoulder to the wheel of the quantitative economic system upon which the wealth of so many, albeit a minority, so greatly depends. And to the question, how would the world work if people changed, nobody has really given a totally satisfactory answer. While we continue to endorse that system, to what I've called put our shoulder to that wheel, to enable the economic machinery to continue to turn, we have not been reborn. One of the ways in which we need to be reborn is that we need to learn how to find, implement, experience and enjoy qualitative solutions to the problems that at the moment we are trying to solve using quantitative methods.